بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعد ما بعد سيستر الله سبحانه وتعالى sent Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam and he called the Rasul alayhi salam a ni'mah for the ummah. He said jalla jalaluhu laqad manna allahu ala al-mu'minina idh ba'asa fihim rasoolam min al-fusim yatlu alayhim ayatihi wa yuzakkihim wa yu'allimuhum al-kitab wal-hikmah wa in kanu min qablu lafi dhalali mubid. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said which means truly and verily Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed the believers that he sent among them his Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam who is from among them. So it's a double blessing. The Rasul came and he's not a foreigner, he's not some other form of life, he's not an angel, he's not something else, he's also human. So double benefit. To do what? Four things. Now these four things are interpreted by the Mufassir in many different ways. But what I am going to use now is to explain these four and maybe we just do one today. But as a process, what is that process? Yatlu alayhim ayatihi. To inform them of what has been revealed. Tilawat of the Quran. Recite for them the ayat of Allah. وَيُزَكِّهِمْ And purify them. وَيُعَلِّمُهُمُ الْكِتَابِ And teach them the book. وَالْحِكْمَةِ And teach them wisdom. Now, if we take these four things, let me ask you a question. Especially since there are a lot of Egyptians here, mashallah. So people know how to grow cotton, right? If you are a farmer, and you are given the best seed, whatever it is, cotton, corn, rice, whatnot, the best seed. And it is growing season, the rain is going to come. And you are a farmer, you get this seed. What is the first, and you want this fantastic harvest, what is the first thing you will do? Quickly, what is the first thing? Sow the seed? Wrong answer. Huh? Prepare the... Who said that? Jazakallah. Prepare the soil. If you sow the seed, the seed will die. If the soil is not prepared, the seed will perish. Even if it grows, it will never give you a crop. Prepare the soil. Yatlu alayhim ayatihi is the seed. Here is what Allah sent. But if you want this thing to benefit you, use a kihim. Prepare the soil. Cleaning and purification of the heart and the soul and cleaning and purification of our amal. The foundation of that cleaning and purification is adab. Adab is not only, it includes, but it is not only being respectful to elders and so on. Adab is to 
डू जस्टिस टू द थिंग इन इट्स प्लेस फॉर एग्जाम्पल इट इज अदब फॉर ए प्लेस ऑफ वर्शिप विच इज द मस्जिद टू बी ट्रीटेड विद रेस्पेक्ट मीनिंग इट्स क्लैंडस मीनिंग दैट वेन सलाह इज हैपनिंग इन द मस्जिद नो अदर एक्टिविटी मस्ट है Why? For example, we see salah happening here, tilawat al-Quran, and we have kids screaming in the back, and they are playing and they are doing something, and maybe somebody says, you know, they are small children, let them have fun. You know what is actually happening? I'm a behavioral scientist. I have a PhD in applied behavioral science. I'm speaking from a knowledge base. I consult with major corporate organizations for insane amounts of money. You know what you are actually doing there? You are giving your children a message. You are giving them the tarbiyah that your game is more important than Allah's kalam. That your game is more important than worship of Allah subhanahu wa taala. This is what you are teaching them. Whether you like it or not, that is the message they are learning. Because children learn, listen with their eyes. they do not listen with their ears they listen with their eyes they listen with their experience they don't care what you say until they see what you do and what are you doing you are praying but the kids are playing a day will come when you are in your qabr and you are lying there and hoping and waiting my son my daughter is going to make dua for me in tahajjud what is happening at that time your son and daughter is playing video games in the middle of the night You are saying, well, you know, after all, these are the last ten days of Ramadan, odd nights. My son, my daughter could not possibly be spending that time playing video games. No, 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 doesn't happen. It happens. It happens. Believe me, it happens. I have seen it happening. Your choice. It's not magic. This is adab. adab is to dress in a way which is appropriate to the place if you go for an interview you don't go wearing a pair of shorts you don't turn up there in a pair of shorts you don't turn up there looking like something the dog brought in and then you say well, you know what sheikh uh, dr ahmed ghunaim i came to apply for this job you should be interested in my knowledge what do you care what i what i dress like i didn't come to ask for your daughter's hand in marriage what do you what what is it to you Will you do that? Not on your life, right? You going for an interview. You dress. You do. You make sure that you are presentable. We see people in the masjid. And one day, every time I think I have seen it all, some, Allah showed me something else. There was a time when young men used to wear trousers, which used to drag beneath their feet. The trouser would be below the below the. on the bottom of the foot i mean over the heel half the foot now with that trouser this guy is walking on the street is going into the bathroom that trouser is dirty you can see it is dirty and is walking into the masjid on the carpet with that trouser our sisters may allah bless them they wear abayas that abaya is like though in the old days they used to have these queens and the queens would have little page girls holding up at least they had you don't have that right So the abaya is dragging on the ground. The abaya is bringing half of uh, amorous uh, soil into the into the masjid. You go into the bathroom. The abaya. 
I mean, come on. Now, new fashion. Our young men, when they go into ruku or sujood, inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi rajiun. Yeah, people ask me this question. One, one brother said, yeah, uh, Sheikh, uh, this guy was praying next to me and this is what happened. Do, should I make wudu? <laughs> because what is seen cannot be unseen, right? What is this? Your salah is batil. Whether you saw it, whether you did not see it, whether anyone saw it or not, your salah is gone. Now think about that. May Allah bless you. You take all the time and trouble. You could be anywhere. No. You take all the time and trouble. May Allah bless you and accept this from you. You come all the way to the masjid. You have taken that. You made wudu. You did this, that. And then the first ruku and your salah is khalas. One, finished. Why do you do this to yourself? Don't worry about the, the, the traumatic effects and the bad dreams that everybody else will have. Thanks to you. But I mean to yourself itself. Why do you do that? <laughs> I mean really. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. Should I laugh or cry or what? I mean this is adab. Right? This is adab. Ilallah. Jalla jalaluhu. Very important. Another one. You know. We have the beautiful hadith of our mother, Sayyid Aisha Siddiqa anha. She said that Rasulullah would be, would be at home with us and he would be, he was a very, you know, beautiful natured person. He, he didn't walk around with a frown on his face. So he would be smiling and laughing and joking with us and so on and so on. And suddenly he would hear the other. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. And she said that he would change completely as if he does not know us at all. Totally. He's completely disconnected. Because the moment he hears the, uh, the name of Allah, he's with Allah. This is the khashyat of Allah. This is the khashyat of Allah in our hearts, which we need to inculcate. This is part of Adab. Yuzakkihim. Taskiyatul nafs. Wa tarbiyatul akhlaq. Seriously, our brothers and sisters, think about this. If you have spent money, you establish this masjid, mashallah, you do a lot of khidmah for this masjid. Do you want this masjid one day to be sold? To make a, maybe games arcade or something? Do you think, do you think, you know, in this country, Muslims buy churches, right? And some of those churches they buy, I mean, you can think about that. If you look at the church, you said people spent some serious money building this church. Beautiful buildings, architecture, whatnot. Why are they selling them? Do you think the people, when they build the church, they said, you know what, let's, uh, the committee is sitting here, right, for the church. And they're saying, you know, let's design this church in such a way that one day when we sell it to the Muslims, it should be good. Did they, did, were they thinking like that? What do you think? They build the church to sell to Muslims. But they are selling. Why? Because they did not inculcate the love of Allah, the love of God, the love of worship in their children. So that generation went. The next generation doesn't care. It's okay. It's, it's realistic. Somebody is offering a price. Sell it. Khalas. Do you think that won't happen to you and me? 
seriously we must tazkiyah wa tarbiyah that's why i brought i'm talking to you from the perspective of the ayat of the quran nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam taught them the sahaba said we used to sit before rasulullah sallallahu alaihi in a position of tashahhud and they said about the sahaba that they would sit so still as if there is a bird sitting on their head and if they move the bird will fly away with that level of respect imam malik rahmatullahi little boy maybe 5 years old his mother is sending sending him to masjid al nabawi sharif to study under rabiatur rai rabia bin abdurrahman radiyallahu anhu what does she do she bathes him she puts on a beautiful soap she ties a turban on his head and she tells him go and take the adab and the akhlaq of rabia before you take from his knowledge huh? this is the this is the advice of the mother of imam malik and this became in such a way that when malik radiyallahu anhu rahmatullahi when he became when he started giving he was given the ijaza to give rulings fatawa at the age of 16 he started formally teaching at the age of 20 and when he was in masjid in nabi was sharif they used to say the, the the ulama and the fuqaha of the muslim world used to say how can i give a fatwa when malik is in madina they would say no we cannot give go ask him he wrote the, he started collecting a hadith eventually what became muwatta Uh, imam malik he took a long time many years people said to him there are many other people also collecting hadith they are also some people even called it muwatta and you are taking so long those books will get published who will read your book he said i don't care i am doing this for the rida of allah and i will not hurry in it with the hadith of rasulullah sallallahu eventually when it was published the khalifa came to meet him in madina and he said to him i am going to give me permission i want to inscribe this book in in gold leaf and place it inside the kaaba and i will issue a farman an edict for the whole empire to say that no other book of hadith will be taught except muwatta imam malik Now imagine If anybody in that situation, what would you say? You would say, "Where well, I made it." What did Imam Malik say? Imam Malik said, "I will not give you permission. I do not want the book to be inscribed in gold. I do not want you to give this farman an edict to say that every other book will not be taught except for this book." The Khalifa said, "Why? Okay, no gold, no problem. But why this?" He said, "Because if Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala Jalla Jalaluhu wishes to preserve a hadith of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam which is not in my book, who am I to say that that is wrong? That also is a way of the of the Nabi Alaihi Sallam. Adab. One day he came into the masjid just before." the adhan of maghrib would have been called so that time is makruh for salah 
As he came, he was about to sit down. There was a little boy, and the boy said, Rasulullah said, Do not sit down until you pray two rakat of Tahiyatul Majid, Imam Ali. So when Salah finished and so on and so forth, his students they said to him, Ya Sayyidi, it is your fatwa, and you have taught us that we should not pray and make sujood. We prayed Asar, Khalas, everything is over. Just before Maghrib, time for Ghurub, we should not pray. It is not the right time, it is Makru. But you prayed. Imam Malik said, the boy mentioned the name of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa How can I not do that? He said, my fatwa is right. I am not changing my opinion. My opinion is correct. But when he said, Rasulullah said this. Huh? Adam. My brothers and sisters, please. Especially in these last nights. Let us make rujo Allah. Let us turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. With complete ikhlas, with purity of our intentions, and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to teach us Adam. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to teach us the way to approach Him. You see, Allah teaches how to approach, teaches how to make dua, teaches what pleases you, and then enable us to do that which pleases you, and then accept this from us. And you see, Allah purify our heart like the farmer cleans the soil and prepares the soil. Purify our heart, prepare our heart to receive the beautiful kalam of your self. And the beautiful teachings of your Habib Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. Make rujua, ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Beg Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the time where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is here. He is ready to give. He says, Ud'uni astajib lakum. Ask me, I will give you. Wa thalaka ibadi anni fainni qareeb. When my slave asks about me, I am close to him. Ya Rasulullah, please tell them that. I will give them. Let them ask me. I will give them. Let them obey me. Let them have iman. So that they may be rightly guided. So let us ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Let us beg Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give you the words that he wants to hear. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make you do dua that he wants you to ask him. If Allah puts the words in your heart, believe me, he wants to give you that thing. So ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept all your duas. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give you whatever you ask him with khair and afia and to add to that from his generosity and grace. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be pleased with all of you and us. And never be displeased.